What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're listening to Vanished in the Valley. So, what is up, guys? We have got so much stuff I need to talk about today. Shit is just crazy, as per usual. I happen to, like, stumble upon this investigation, this little tiny, like, news channel. I don't even know if they're not actually even a news channel. This a little... I guess, a media type thing. Let me see exactly what they're called. It's from pjmedia.com. And they did this hardcore, deep investigation into this Missouri lawyer collusion in the family courts. They're basically covering up child sex abuse. The attorneys are colluding with the judges who are colluding with the guardian ad litem. It's a long-ass story, but it's so fucked up. I think everybody needs to know about it because this shit is happening everywhere in family courts. It's not just in Missouri. Hella days ago, I told you about the situation with Child Protective Services out in Contra Costa County. And with that case, a mom was basically... Basically, the courts were trying to take away her special needs daughter because the way the state pays, they get extra money if the child is special needs. It was a whole long complicated case. Go check it out if you want to. But the story I'm about to tell you about is super fucked up. And I got to get up up top to Megan Fox. She is the journalist that actually did all the digging. They've got fucking somebody leaked some Zoom I guess, meetings some of these guardian adlatums had, and it's so fucked up. But with that, we got to start at the beginning so you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Okay, so before we even get to that, I got to tell you about some bullshit. So a couple days ago, my water heater totally conked out. So for two fucking days, I've been showering, not even showering. I think the polite term is called a bird bath where you get like a washcloth and just like get cold water, splash it on your face. You know, you know, it was fucking torture, but I finally got my water heater in today, $2,400 later. Thank you very much. But I just took my first hot shower in like three days and Whoever the fuck invented a water heater is a saint, and I just got to give them a super what's up. Okay, so check this out, guys. Something really cool is coming up, and I really hope everybody can try to participate in it, whatever area you're in. Get off your fucking ass and go do something. On March 20th, there is going to be a rally for freedom. Everybody who is now being called the quote-unquote resistance, and I'll actually get into a little backstory about the resistance in a minute. So basically, there's a rally. People are fucking sick of having their freedoms and their rights trampled on, stopped, taken away. And March 20th, they're saying no fucking more. So in NorCal, the Freedom Rally is going to be going on in Green Valley, California, which is, it's in the Bay Area. It's kind of like way the fuck over by Fairfield, Vacaville, right off Highway 80. It's just like a little town, but that's where the rally is going to be held. I actually have a posting up on Instagram and it lists every like place that's having it so far, whether it be a state, whether it be a country. I mean, no shit. We've got Canada. We got South Africa. We have Belgium, Croatia. We have South Korea, we have Oregon, inside Salem, we've got Vegas up in there, NorCal, like I said, 
We've got Australia, Argentina, Kentucky. You guys fucking hella places are participating in this because the world, the fucking people that have their head out of the fucking clouds are done. They're sick of it and they want their fucking lives back. They don't want these globalist megalomaniacs trying to take over their lives and their livelihoods anymore. They're saying fucking no more. No more masks. Stop these ridiculous lockdowns. Stop these forced vaccinations. Speaking of forced vaccinations, check this shit out. It's going to blow your damn mind. So in the state of Oregon, the Oregon OSHA has proposed a permanent rule masking and social distancing indefinitely at businesses, retail, gyms, spas, bars, restaurants, farmers, markets, schools, daycares, parks, you guys, beaches. They want mandatory contact tracing. They also want mandatory vaccination for employment. And if you cannot or you decline to get the vaccine, you have to document it. The fucking employer literally has to document that and turn it over to the government. They're sub, they're proposing that you have to have an exemption by a doctor. So the summary is they want contact exposure vaccination records retained for 30 years. The employer must cooperate by making the employees and space available whenever a local public health agency or the Oregon Health Authority indicates that a COVID-19 diagnostic testing within the workplace is necessary. And they're the ones that get to determine what's fucking necessary. They're saying the employer must cooperate by making its employees in the space available whenever they fucking want. Do you understand that? That's insanity. If employees who offered the vaccine decline to be vaccinated, the employer must document it. It is considered opinion of both the Oregon Health Authority and Oregon OSHA that all individuals should accept vaccination unless it's medically contraindicated. That's just insane to me. What they want mandatory? Check this out. Masks face shields, and face coverings for all employees, patrons, and other visitors five years of age and older, social distancing with the six feet between parties, and at all those places I just listed, like the restaurant, flea market, blah, blah, blah. They even want contact tracing and vaccine records keeping on employees and patrons at gyms, fitness centers, personal training, dance studios, martial arts centers, barbershops, salons, estheticians, spas, and massage therapy. Fucking vaccine records for that? Are you insane? So this isn't in law yet. This is right now. This is just a proposal. So if anybody out there is in Oregon and you can possibly do something, write your governor, write the Congress, whoever you got to fucking write to, to oppose this. This is the first step in getting the whole damn country vaccinated with this experimental bullshit. And I'm not going to get it. I am not anti-vax at all. I have all my vaccinations. As a matter of fucking fact, I've been vaccinated for rabies. I am not going to take an experimental solution these assholes came up with in a rush without testing with this fucking shady ass Dr. Fauci behind it. He's got his grubby little hands all over it. He put fucking 500 million down of our money 
Did you know that? He owns half the patent. He has five men who are working for him who are entitled to collect royalties from it. So, do you understand now? This whole system is corrupt. It's fucking corrupt and corroded from the inside out. So, this is part of our rally for freedom. You guys, we have to get this shit stopped. So, speaking about the rally for freedom, the quote-unquote resistance, I've actually had a lot of people this week ask me these random questions like, are you part of the resistance? How did you become part of the resistance? Is this account just a resistance bot? Just weird shit like that. And I'm just a taxpaying citizen that doesn't like the way I see things going. I don't like the way my rights have been taken away. I don't like the way the brainwashed masses are marching us along to a cliff that once we fall off and give the rest of our rights to the megalomaniac globalists, we can't turn back. And I'm just one person trying to let everybody know about it and do something about it. You can't sit here and wait for everyone else to fix this problem, you guys. Everybody, all of us needs to do something, anything to stop where we're headed. It's fucking insane. I'm not a part really of any group, any club. I am a registered libertarian. Like I said, I have been since 1998. And speaking of being a libertarian, I actually attended the San Francisco chapter of the Libertarian Party's meeting on Saturday. And they had the district attorney, Chesa Boudin, actually speak at the meeting. And I think this guy is fucking great. I wish more district attorneys were like him. But the people in San Francisco got their heads so far up their ass, they actually have a petition to recall this district attorney. So some of the cool things I actually liked about him is... He's not prosecuting sex workers. He's not prosecuting people that have drug addictions. He's putting them in rehab facilities. He's not going after, like, soft crime. What he's going after is violent crimes. Crimes that actually hurt people. San Francisco is a shithole. And everybody knows that right now. It's fucking hurting. They're just in a really bad position. And I think that this district attorney is doing what he can with what he has. You know, he's not a fucking miracle maker, but I think he actually has a good idea and I would never sign a recall. I mean, honestly, I wish more district attorneys around California were like him. And, you know, I know the Libertarian Party of San Francisco backed him and, you know, the whole election thing to get him in as a district attorney. And during the meeting, a lot of the members, you know, were still backing him and liked him. But what I didn't like was politics came into the meeting about the recall. And I don't want to talk too much shit because I think, you know, it's cool. It was my first meeting and I'm not even in San Francisco County. I'm in Alameda County. So it's not even my chapter, but I don't really see many meetings for Alameda County Libertarians. So I just had been aware of this group for like 15 years and finally decided to go see what was up. So I don't know. I might go back again and see what they're doing. Uh, I, it was cool. They have good ideas and it's just a place for people that have like-minded ideas to, to get together and kind of 
bounce these ideas off each other. Unfortunately, I had totally lost my voice that day, so I couldn't even really talk. If my voice was there, <laughs> I kind of would have interrupted the part where one member was talking about not supporting this district attorney. So that's why I can't be a part of these groups. When politics comes into shit, which it always does at some point, it disgusts me. It just like takes away from the heart of the movement, the heart of the idea, and I, I just can't. But, you know, shit happens. But you guys, go check out the Libertarian Party in your county and see what they're about. They're not Democrats. They're not fucking Republicans. They're an actual third choice. It's like people don't understand this option is there. So if you can, check out your local chapter of the Libertarian Party. Okay, so before we get to the story about these lawyers and judges colluding together to put kids back with sexual predators, I'm going to tell you a little story about a sexual predator here in California. So the other day, Garrett had sent me a text, and he was out in Wilton, California. It's kind of by Sacktown, and it's this picture of a huge flyer, and it says, Sexually Violent Predator, Dariel Shazer. You are not welcome near our kids. And there's a picture of him, and there's another huge sign that says, Public Alert, Proposed Placement of a Sexually Violent Predator. Then it gives an address. And it says, to prevent this, please email, and it says basically an email address for someone. So this motherfucker, let me just read you some of the charges this guy has. And keep in mind, these are charges against children. So one charge of sexual battery, one charge of sodomy with a person under 14, one charge of sodomy of a drugged victim. One charge of oral copulation with a drugged victim. Another charge of annoy or molest a child under 18 years old. So this fucking scumbag, he served almost 10 years in prison. He had to do like the medical prison and apparently he has an outpatient therapist. But that's it. And I don't blame this community in Wilton for not wanting this fucking nasty predator there. This guy looks, he's just, I'm sorry, he's a fucking sexual predator. He's done it multiple times. He's got multiple charges. And there's nothing to stop him from doing it again. It's like they need to fucking get a trailer park and put all these sexual perverts there if they're not going to put a bullet between the eyes. And I, I don't blame these people. I would literally, I don't even have fucking kids, but I would email the people and be like, hell no, this scumbag cannot live in my neighborhood. I'm surprised like up there in rural Sacramento, I'm surprised this motherfucker didn't get shot. <laughs> but, you know, this kind of shit is happening all over California, all over the country. They release these sexual perverts back into the community to reoffend, to attract children or women, whoever their fucking desires are. But at least, you know, the people, the residents were warned. The I guess the police department went around and put flyers in people's mailboxes. But I wouldn't want this fucking guy anywhere near me or anybody he could take advantage of. He's a sexually violent predator, and these people don't fucking change. I don't care what the experts say. 
Look at this, the recidivism of these motherfuckers. Look at how they reoffend. They fucking hurt people time and time again. They get these ridiculous sentences half the time. And the shit needs to change. There's all these statute of limitations where victims can't even do anything after a few years. And all the numbers and statistics show that most of the time, people that are victims of sexual violence or sexual molestation, sexual abuse, they don't talk about it for several years. It's just something in their brains that they don't want to talk about it. And I fucking get it. I was molested as a kid and I never talked about it to my parents until I was 15 years old. By then, statute of limitations would have been up. So it looks like statute of limitation laws need to be fucking changed. Sexual predators need to fucking just be thrown in prison, key thrown away, or fucking hot shot in the arm and get rid of them. So that's what's up, Wilton. I salute you for not wanting this fool in your area. And hopefully they fucking get him a trailer park near our prison. I know they've had to do that with other offenders, like in San Quentin. No communities would take some of these nasty motherfuckers. So they made them live in a fucking trailer on the grounds of San Quentin. So maybe they need to do that for all these sexual predators they just want to release back into the community. Okay, so we're finally going to get to this Missouri situation with these judges and lawyers and guardian ad litems. Now, the shit I'm about to tell you guys is fucking hard to hear. It's infuriating. And I really hope when this case gets to the Supreme Court, I hope these fucking judges and lawyers serve sentences in prison. So Megan Fox is the writer and she investigated a lot of this shit and she's writing this up. It's like a six part investigative series into this whole St. Louis County, Missouri court system. And again, you can find it on pjmedia.com. So on Twitter, Megan Fox wrote, Judge Nicole Zellweger gave custody of a child to a man on probation for domestic abuse who also took her to a level three sex offender's house and stayed there overnight for a week. The child alleges sex abuse by her dad. Zellweger knew this, and she put this child with him anyway. Oh my god, you guys, we're about to get the fuck into this. So, basically, St. Louis, Missouri, family court judge Nicole Zellweger has launched an all-out judicial assault on Angela Freiner and her minor daughter, who are refusing her order to make the 14-year-old girl return to live with a man who she say sexually molested her. The minor at the center of the controversy recorded a hearing on her smartphone, which then got into the hands of investigative journalist Michael Volk, who posted it on YouTube. In the video, the minor child is begging this judge not to send her to live with a man she says is a child molester. You guys, it's so difficult to fucking listen to, but it's absolutely clear. This child is in distress. She's begging these adults that are supposed to be protecting her to take her concerns seriously. But in return, this judge, Zellweger, tried to coerce the daughter to comply threatening to jail her mother for contempt. In the recording, Zellweger can be heard telling the kid that Freiner's freedom is at stake if the child doesn't cooperate. She goes on, she has free will. 
but her free will can end up putting her in jail. And then the child goes on to say, I don't want to live with him. The judge replies, when your mom is taken to jail, you'll have no other parent to live with but dad. I understand you're not happy with the court's judgment. When the child refused to consent, the judge continued threatening to arrest her mom. We can do it the easy way or we can do it the hard way, Zellweger said. The kid goes on to say, I don't understand. I told you he's touching me and you're going to make me go stay with him. The judge interrupts her and says, there's no evidence. This is what I'm telling you, continued the child. And she's fucking sobbing at this point. I have a personal experience. She's begging. You don't understand. You're just going to go force me to go live with a child molester. Then at this point, a male voice jumps in and scolds the child to be quiet with a loud no. And the girl, she goes quiet at this point. Well, the judge repeated to the young girl that her story doesn't matter in the eyes of the court because Zellweger didn't hear any evidence of the molestation. But if only the child and the abuser were there at the time of the molestation, what evidence is there going to be other than the child's word? And the fucking courts, especially here in Missouri, they're not listening to these children. They're totally discounting these kids' words. So this girl, she reported the alleged abuse to her school counselor and child protective services in Montana, where she was living with her dad at the time. They filed a report. But her allegations fell on deaf ears. When the child went to visit her mom for Christmas, she told her and, you know, she refused to go back, which I don't fucking blame her. Zellweger still ruled to send to live her with her father full time, in spite of the allegations of child sexual abuse made in Montana. So, as planned, the guardian ad litem conducted examination of the child in camera child expressed her wishes to remain with her mom during the school year. The child expressed her view that the respondent does not listen to her feelings and makes her feel insecure. She further testified that she feels manipulated by her father. She says she feels more comfortable with the mom. So documents are also revealing that the father has a criminal record and he's on probation for domestic abuse. All of this is happening because basically the mom failed a drug test for marijuana. And it's like, is there fucking states where this shit's not legal or trying to become legal? You're going to put a child with an alleged sexual abuser, a domestic violence motherfucker, because the mom failed a marijuana test? It's just fucking insane. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. You know, he brought her to stay at a level three sex offender who had been convicted of rape force and sexual battery. So this is just one part, you guys. I'm about to go on to this, the next shit and it's just going to get worse. So fucking put your big boy and big girl panties on. 31 Missouri judges recuse themselves from a lawsuit alleging family court guardians and psychologists orchestrated a money making scheme. It's fucking insane. This is about to go from bad to all bad. So, Evita Talu has filed a lawsuit against family court guardian ad litem Elaine Pudlowski, psychologist James Reed, and clinical social worker Jennifer Webb Van Leuven, alleging the trio conspired to use her custody dispute as an opportunity to get rich while sentencing her children to a life with an abuser. 
The lawsuit alleges a scheme perpetrated by a group of professionals to drain parents involved in custody battles. At the end of the court process, parents are broke and kids are traumatized, while the gals, which is guardian ad litems, court-appointed psychologists, and therapists are enriched. Tulu says the scheme kept her in court for three years. It cost her $70,000 and alienated her children from her. The suit alleges that this pattern is a regular family court occurrence when Podlowski is involved. So you guys, there are several other attorneys that want to remain anonymous that are backing up this woman that are saying that Podlowski, the court-appointed psychologist, and the therapist are all colluding together to basically keep these people in court and charge them thousands of dollars for their services quote-unquote services. So there's multiple people involved in this. We've got, like I said, 31 Missouri judges that have now recused themselves from this case. We've got dirty motherfuckers that are so concerned with money that they're going to put children with abusers and basically just get these people in court so much that the bills come up to tens of thousands of dollars. We have another parent that told the plaintiff that Podlowski recommended the court award custody to a father, despite the father's record of medical abuse and neglect to the children. Podlowski also inferred with the DFS investigation in that case and never reported to the court the scientific evidence which proved the children were poisoned. Podlowski talked about this case with the plaintiff and told the plaintiff that Reed Van Leuven and the WCPA diagnosed the mother to be delusional. Tosu's lawsuit goes on to allege that the defendants knew the services they would render were harmful and injurious, and that they billed and received payments from the plaintiff for services they were ordered by the court to provide. Check out how much she paid, okay? She says she was fraudulently billed and overbilled for injurious litigation support services they provided. She paid $18,000 to Podlowski, $5,000 to Van Leuven, and more than $8,000 to Reed, who admitted to altering evidence in violation of the law. Reed falsified testing data in his report, altered evidence in violation of the Missouri law on evidence spoliation, omitted evidence from his report and crucial testing data, altered, and did not preserve the testing and assessment data, misconstrued, misrepresented objective test data in his report, engaged in ex parte communications with Podlowski, read a diagnosed Tulo as a sociopath and a narcissist with borderline personality disorder. So these three diagnoses are going to come up over and over again with Reed. He's diagnosing these mothers with this and forcing them to come back to him under Ludwaski's orders, the court orders. So this is how their little scheme is going. Ludwaski forces them to go get court-ordered counseling from these particular counselors, billing them tens of thousands of dollars. It's a fucking clusterfuck, and that is just the beginning, you guys. So just hold on. Here we go a little deeper. This is where it gets super fucked up. Shortly after Avita Tolu filed her lawsuit against Elaine Pudlowski, Dr. James D. Reed, who's a psychologist, and others, the St. Louis County gals, that's the Guardian and Lightems, held a secret meeting starring Pudlowski and 37 other gals. 
which was leaked to investigative journalist Michael Vogt. Who posted it to YouTube? The video gives credence to Tolu's allegations of ex-party communication between gals and the judges. In the video, the gals can be heard discussing friendly judges and judges who want to help them fight the lawsuit against them and their friends. A judge conspiring with a defendant in a case before his court may be obstruction of justice and should be investigated as a criminal matter. When the video was made public, every judge on the St. Louis County Circuit Court recused themselves. But even more fucked up and crazy is the reason for the clandestine meeting. Gals are attorneys, and as officers of the court, they must be familiar with the First Amendment requirements that say citizens have a right to a free press. Despite knowing this, these lawyers plotted together to target and abolish the Daily Docket News by hiring a private investigator at fucking $425 an hour to dox the author of the newsletter. The Daily Docket News is a newsletter that's sent out by email and has been reporting on what it calls Kids for Cash, a scheme in St. Louis County. The scheme allegedly uses children stuck in custody battles, trafficking them and their families through the court system, which then enriches the psychologists, the gals, and other professionals, anger management companies, mediation companies, and any other company that would profit from a custody case. There are many such companies and persons. So there's an alleged large network of law firms working in conjunction with each other on the same family court case, each representing one of the parties and allegedly promising to have you and your child's best interest at heart. But the only interest they have is to pit the parties against each other and to drain the parties with smaller financial portfolio prior to reaching a settlement. Unknown to the party with a smaller bank account, their case will never go to trial, but will drag out as long as they have disposable cash to throw away, which is in the best interest of each attorney involved in the case. It's like, dude, these fucking people are dragging these families through the mud in an already difficult time. How fucking more despicable can you get? And it's like these kids are stuck in the middle. And they're not being put with the best parent, the most healthy parent for the child. They're being put with the parent that has the most amount of money. How fucked up is that? I am so happy this woman is getting her case to the Supreme Court in Missouri. I hope all of these disgusting people that care more about money than the welfare of the children in their court get sentenced to long prison terms. Ledwaski, she lives on a $900,000 house. But she's going to say she's not making money off these cases. Here's a statement from the Daily Docket News. They're saying they're dedicated to shining a light on the grave injustices taking place in the family court swamp in the state of Missouri. It has been a national scandal for decades in which daily courts in this county systematically failed to protect our children from physical, emotional, and sexual abuse by predatory parents. What is equally scandalous is the silence on the coverage of this unimaginable issue. The mainstream media is fucking silent about it. No one is talking about it. I had to dig so fucking deep to find all these stories to get all of this information. It was fucking ridiculous when it should be front page news across the nation. It's a dreadful reality of child trafficking through family courts in the United States of America. 
these cases present a clear pattern of child trafficking through the family courts, which involve colluding attorneys, guardians ad litem, therapists, forensic evaluators who engage in divorce, child custody, adoption, paternity cases, which coincidentally all involve well-to-do predatory parents. So you guys, this shit goes so deep and has so many little twists and turns. I'm actually going to make a little mini bonus episode for you guys so you can get more details and get a full understanding of how disgusting and how bad this is. So check back on Tuesday so we can uh, (laughs) get you more information because I guarantee you This shit is happening in other courts besides this tiny little county in Missouri. And if this is happening to you, you guys need to say something. You need to talk to other parents in the family court system. Try to get other media people involved. Let me know if this is happening to you and we will get something going for you. So at this point, you guys, I'm going to fucking tell you as I always tell you, be aware And don't forget your pepper spray. Cha-chao. If you would like to become a producer and support Vanished in the Valley, you can go to Cash App and search for Vanished Athena. Or you can go to the episode description, scroll down, and look for a link that says Support Acast Vanished in the Valley. Click that link and it'll bring you to a page where you can show us some love. Are you lost? Yes.